In the first reading, we hear about uh, the people of Israel that God had planted as a tree, and God took so much care of this tree. God cultivated the tree and make it fruitful. However, the enemies came, they almost destroyed this beautiful tree, this beautiful people of Israel. Evil came into all that community, and that beautiful tree became almost a trunk. It was almost devastated. And this is an image of even our own history, because God made, created the human being good, as a good person. But the forces of evil, some kind of evil, come into our lives and try to transform this life, this beautiful human being for evil, for, for something bad, not, as a, not in nature, but in some actions that we might do as something evil. So with these people of Israel, we hear in the first reading an ideal that even though we have all this evil, that there is some oppressors, that there are other peoples who are enslaving this community of Israel, there is hope. There is a king, there is someone who is going to come to save them. There is an ideal of peace and harmony for these people, that this almost devastated people of Israel is not going to be like that forever, that they are going to rise again and become the people that they were once one day. So that's what we hear in the first reading, this ideal of peace and harmony. And where is that peace and harmony today in our lives, of, even in our world? If you have been following the news, we hear about protests in many parts of the world. There are protests in Iran, in Lebanon, in the Middle East. But there are protests in Latin America, Chile, Ecuador, Peru, Bolivia, even Colombia, my home country. There are protests everywhere. People are protesting. There are women who are going to the streets to, pro to fight for their human rights, for protection, for their own lives. There are protests in France. In a developed country like France, there are protests because people are angry about so many things that are going on today in this world. So this peace and harmony that we are supposed to have has not been achieved. And it is right to be angry if we are fighting for justice. It's better to channel that anger that we might have, that desire for justice, into something positive. And some people will fight for human rights. Some people will fight for the protection of animals. Some people will fight for climate change. We have seen so many young people out in the streets fighting to find measures and projects that will help the protection of our Earth. There are people who are fighting for those who Pope Francis called those who are discarded by society, those who are not useful or give us profit anymore, or that's what we might think. 
So there is this rage, this anger for so many things that are going on in today's world. So when we come to hear the Bible, the Bible was not written just for pious pleasure, just to listen something in the Bible and say, oh, how beautiful this is, and this is what connects me with God, and how beautiful, and now I feel like I'm in heaven. That's not the Bible. That's not sacred scriptures. The Bible is the history of the relationship between God and his people. And that history continues to be written today. Even with all those protests that are going around the world, that fight for justice, that desire for peace and harmony continues today. So when we hear John the Baptist in the gospel saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, we are not going to change our lives because we are afraid that the unquenchable fire that the gospel says that maybe we are going to hell and we need to change because the wrath of God will come upon us. No, that's not the main ideal of Christianity. The main ideal, the, the main message from God is a message of peace, justice, and harmony. So we don't change because the kingdom of God is coming, but we change, we transform our hearts and our lives precisely to make a reality the kingdom of God. Because when we make this world a better world, a better place for everybody, that's when the kingdom of God can flourish in all its splendor. But if we continue with violence, with inequality, not caring about other people, then the kingdom of God cannot flourish in our midst. And sometimes we want to cling to our certainties. I mean, we are living in the United States. This is the United... What can go wrong? Everything is fine. It's a prosperity and love for everybody. This is the land of the free, right? That's uh, in the... Somewhere. I have heard that. Okay. But that's, that's a true... Is that in the... There is some principle. The land of the free. It's a beautiful place to live. Maybe we can cling to our certainties. Remember the gospel. Jesus, uh, John the Baptist talks about the Pharisees and the Sadducees who might say, oh, we don't need that kind of repentance. We are saved because we are children of Abraham. They have that certainty. We don't need that baptism or repent. That, that's not for us. That's for other people. We might cling to that certainty. But John the Baptist says, you brood of vipers. That's what John the Baptist tells them because they think that they are saved. They don't have anything to change in their lives. You brood of vipers with all that poison. You come and poison everything, but you think you're not doing anything. The call to repent, the call to conversion, to change our lives is for everybody. 
We cannot pretend that other people need to change, that other countries need to change. We need to look inside of each one of our lives and see that we are not perfect, that that's why we are here in church on Sundays or every day, that what's, that's why we pray, that what, that's why we want to go to God because we are not perfect, because we are so weak that we need of the mercy of God, because without God, we can do nothing. That's why we come to church. It's not to show him how perfect we are and all the beauty that we have in our lives. It's to ask him to have mercy on us and that all those certainties that we find secure about one day will not be there. The only one who will be there is God and all the relationships, the good relationships that we have made in our lives. is the good people who are around us who will sustain us and give us strength. And even these people of Israel, this root of Jesse that the book of Isaiah talks about, has grown, this tree, this community has grown so much and has become the church. All of us are connected. 1.3 million of Catholics around the world, more than 2 billion Christians around the world that are connected by our belief in Jesus Christ, and more than 7 billion of people who have been created by the same God. We cannot just say that they are different. We cannot just say that we are better. We need to continue to work for this ideal of peace and harmony and justice in our world. And if you are angered for climate change, for the human rights, for the rights of women, for the rights of migrants, for the rights of so many people who are discarded by society, then that's fine. That's fine. Because that positive anger is what led all these prophets, like Isaiah, like Jeremiah, like John the Baptist, to go out and ask people to change their hearts. And this season of Advent is a season of hope. And we all have this hope that the Lord is coming into our lives, that the Lord will transform our society, but that we need to put effort, to make some effort to change society by changing our own lives and our small communities, our families, our parish, our town, our city of Libertyville. So may the Lord help us with his grace. May the Lord continue to inspire us and to give us the strength that we need to say yes to that call to repent because the kingdom of heaven is at hand and we repent because we want the kingdom of heaven to be established here on earth.